Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your brand new source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? Doing all right. It's Friday. We're that it is. Today. We are a little off. late. Apologies for that. We normally do our pregames on Thursday, but we had a bit of a scheduling conflict. Sorry, we are here with you on Friday. <laughs> you going to tell them what that scheduling conflict was? That scheduling conflict was I was going to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever Wakanda on opening forever. night. No matter what, I was going to see there it on opening go. night. It was a great movie. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Not going to spoil anything, but it was very beautifully done. Anyway, but we are here to preview the Packers' upcoming matchup against the Cowboys on Sunday. We bring these previews to you usually every Thursday, sometimes on Fridays like today, and then we do post games every Sunday night or right after the game. So if you enjoy what you listen to here, don't be afraid to come join us for future episodes, and don't be afraid to come follow us on Twitter while it is still existing. At Father Son Packer on t- <laughs> at Father Son Packer on Twitter sucked into a black hole of its own making. Yes, at Father Son Packer on Twitter, come give us a follow. Father Son Packer's uh, podcast on YouTube, come subscribe. Those would both really help our numbers, and we would really appreciate it. From those, we tweet out articles that we find interesting, Packers news, notes, and updates, and when we put out new episodes. So, if you want to come give us a follow, we'd appreciate it. But Dad, do you want to get down to it? Sure. Let's start with, let's get to our news and notes, injury report and everything. Um, yeah, so the pa- main... Packers had a new addition this week. Yes, a couple of new additions, actually. The main one is they signed, they uh, got waivers on Jonathan Abram, a former first-round pick by the Las Vegas Raiders, almost said Oakland, although they might have been Oakland Raiders at the time of his drafting, so I could have been right either way. Uh, safety has really struggled so far for the Raiders, and so they released him. Uh, weren't able to find a partner during the trade deadline, which apparently they were looking for. And the Packers claimed him on waivers. The Broncos also put in a claim, but they were lower in priority. And so the Packers have Ooh, Jonathan Abram. Having more, little, more losses. <laughs> we, we got more losses just so we could get Jonathan Abram. Yes, but Jonathan Abram, I would say don't expect too much. Uh, Bisaccia, uh, I think, probably vouch for him because he can probably play a good amount of special teams. But really struggle at safety and coverage especially. Uh, for the Raiders, so just don't expect too much. Maybe play, they might play him a little bit at linebacker, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and then they also added, I believe, receiver. Is it Jeffrey Cotton to the practice squad? Oh, to the practice squad. Or um, Cotton Packers. What was <laughs> his Jeff Cotton? Yes, to the Jeff practice Cotton. squad. Another receiver. Don't think it's going to have too much impact on the team as a whole, but just figured we'd give you that update. So, Dad, do you want to get down to the injury report? Let's talk about the injury report. It started off massive. What were there, like 17 players at the, yes. the first report? Um, now that we've gotten through Friday and we've actually got the game status estimates. Only seven will be carrying designations into the right. weekend. So, for the Packers, those seven are Rashawn Gary being sent to IR with his torn ACL, unfortunately. Uh, Eric Stokes uh, with an ankle and knee. Matt LaFleur said today that he is also probably going to be out for the year. So two pretty huge blows to the youth uh, core of this um, Packers defense. Really sucks to see Gary. He was kind of the the main reason for the, watching the, the team. The, the bright spot on the team. Yeah, and it was mostly just how many sacks is he going to get this year. But, you know, wishing him the best. Hopefully he can recover and come back strong next year. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to Rashawn telling Enig Barre that he's going to be, you know, behind him and... And Barry's saying, shouldn't it be the other way around? Yeah, but so, you know, 
Gary's just a really good leader. He's a really good voice in that room, and it's it's nice that they'll at least have him for that as they have to lean on their youth a lot more going forward. Um, Devondre Campbell, with his knee, is still going to be out. Um, he's He didn't play last game either, so kind of the same deal. Yeah, um, and I just want to say that I think it was LaFleur, as we said, he'd been hitting the rehab really hard, but still only DNPs this week and not, not ready yet this week. Yeah, and then Romeo Dobbs is going to miss four to six weeks with his ankle injury, so he is out this weekend. Shamar John Charles is also out. He has not played in several weeks, I think. It's been a while. I don't know what that – I mean, we didn't really hear about what happened and how it got – because it was just uh, the first practice. I forget which game it was, but I didn't even notice it happened on the field. It must have been a special team special play or something. Special team play, yeah. Near, and, near the end of the game, I guess. Yeah, which really sucks because they could use the corner help right now with uh, Stokes being out. And then Amari, uh, or going forward, uh, David Bakhtiari is going to be questionable with his knee. Seems like that's just going to be, I mean, Standard. is there any better adjective? Is, I mean, is there a better <laughs> adjective for David Bakhtiari's status than questionable? It's that perfectly status made needs for to him. be updated at half or after every drive. No, he's just questionable eternally. Right. Every he, drive, like, he is questionable <laughs> to go. Like, it is what it is. It's really unfortunate that this has become what it is. But I think it's, it, you should not expect him to ever not carry an injury status into a weekend at this point i think chris barnes is doubtful with concussion and imagine they don't let him play Probably although we did just... get good news that christian watson did not actually sustain a concussion over the weekend they just were holding him out for precautionary reasons which i think is really awesome from the packers right Always and they also said players. that you know, he actually got hit in the shoulder on that play supposedly not the head at all um is what they're saying and i, I guess you could see that maybe he took it on the the shoulder, not the head on the replay, but uh, yeah. So it was, that's good. To, you know, it was really kind of worrisome when the thought was he had gotten two concussions in consecutive weeks, which would be bad. Yeah, that'd be that'd be almost season ending at this point for a rookie. And then beyond that, Amari Rogers popped up on the injury report. It was initially reported as a quad injury, but then was changed to a hamstring injury. So I would imagine he is not going to play. It doesn't um, sound good when you have a new injury report on Friday. After yes. being full participant through the first part of the week. And then beyond that, seems like they are mostly going to be healthy and not carrying designations. There was some fear for Crosby with a back injury, and they brought in some kickers to work out just in case, but it looks like he's going to be good to go. Um, do keep an eye on him, though, because I could imagine that might affect his, the distance they're willing to try him from, especially in the cold. And then for the Cowboys, or Dad, do you have anything you want to add on the Packers side before? No, we just had several players that had injuries going into the week but didn't have any designations like Lazard, Douglas, Jenkins, Preston. All Watkins. popped up at some point on the injury report, but it's it's nice we're, to see we're, that. We're, we're limited. Many of them were limited a week, but no designation. So yeah, that's gorgeous. Maybe Lazard is getting healthier and healthier after Hopefully. his shoulder um, Rice Krispie injury. He looks like he's been playing hurt, I will say. He has been. Uh, I think he's been um, feeling it on some yeah. of the um, playing through contact um yeah. so hopefully it's and better. for the cowboys uh they will have two people listed ezekiel elliott with a knee will be questionable but it sounds like he's going to play they are coming off their bye just to note so that's why their injury report is much shorter than ours uh ezekiel elliott did not play in their last game in week eight however but he is expected to play this weekend and then yeah, anthony pretty- Barr with a hamstring will be out this weekend so yeah, no fears if- of him breaking aaron Rodgers's collarbone again again right and if Jerry Jones has anything to say about it, Ezekiel Elliott will be playing forever. 
Yes. And for the Cowboys forever. He will never Cowboys admit forever. that that was a bad contract. <laughs> never, ever in his entire life. Um, but that is the injury report. A little more dinged up on the Packers side than the Cowboys side, but got to make do with what you got. They are coming off their bye. Uh, should we get to the next set of our uh, game preview, Dad? Yeah, let's look at the uh, blast from the past. So the last time the the Packers played the Cowboys was in 2019. Um, and this the Packers won this game 34-24 in Dallas. This was the uh, Aaron Jones game. Oh, Adams yeah. was hurt in, I think it was just the one week before, again, near the end of the Philadelphia, or second half of the game against the Eagles. And Aaron Jones... I don't think it was the Eagles it, they played the week before. I don't think so. It might so. not have been the week before, team. but it was, but that was the game I think Adams got hurt in. This might not have been the very next game, but I think it, it was that injury that he missed. This was 2019, correct? Yes. Am I wrong about I which believe, injury that was? I believe you are, but it's all right. Um, but this yeah, was the Aaron Jones but anyway, game. It was, it was the homecoming game for Aaron Jones. He is from uh, El Paso, right El there Paso. in Texas. El Paso. So, well, it's, it's, uh, Everyone it's in Texas long, is it's a, a long way fan. away. Everyone it's in a Texas long way is a away from fan. El Paso to Dallas. That's that's like Wisconsin to North Dakota. Oh, it was the it was the Eagles game. You are correct. I think that's the game that um, Devontae got yeah. his turf toe. Right on the right sideline on yes. on a, maybe even a completed pass where he came yes. down and got. Now I know I'm, that was the one he got hurt. But yeah, but Jones came in. He had four touchdowns, 107 yards rushing, and caught seven of seven targets for 75 yards. He was just killing it. Yeah, he dominated that game. And the Packers jumped out to a really early lead. And then the Cowboys kind of came charging back until Kevin King had an interception. And kind of that kind of sealed the game out. I and, forgot that that was an interception at the end. That, that yes. kind of put the He kind of smacked the receiver in the head like three <laughs> times and they didn't call anything. And then he just, they threw it, Dak threw it right to um, King. And Dak actually threw three picks in that game. So, you know, hopefully yeah. we can carry some of that. Over to this. Yeah. They were throwing like crazy, though, because they were down, and he threw for 463 yards. Oof. I mean, the Packers were up by 31-3 near the end of the third quarter, and then they let the Cowboys score a few sort of late garbage touchdowns to get within 10. Yeah, and this Packers-Cowboys matchup is a pretty old rivalry. Uh, they've played a ton of times. It's two very old storied franchises, and I think the biggest story is this is the return of Mike McCarthy. Right, right. As- I mean, this could go under... Either blast from the past or what's going on in Cowboys world is yeah. So they they're gonna have a lot to play for emotionally. I think they seem to very much like McCarthy as the head coach. Uh, his players have always kind of liked him. He's a he's a likable guy, and I would imagine that they really want to get him this win in the team that fired him. So yeah, I'm sure he wants it too, even though he's feeling yeah. But uh, let's just say Packers fans, cheer McCarthy. Yeah, don't, don't be bad people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he he did a lot cheer, for cheer when he comes out. Root for the Packers to win. He did a he did a lot for the the Green be, Bay be, franchise. Be happy that he's there, but be happy to send him home with a loss if it's at all possible, <laughs> please. And it's going to be a tough one because what's going on in Cowboys world is they currently have the third best record in the NFC and have won six of their last seven, with their only loss being against Philadelphia. In they, Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, they have a very solid squad this year. Offense has been. Middle of the pack to above average, but their defense is very dangerous. Dad, do you want to get into what makes Straight them... Straight up nasty. Yeah, do you want to get what is, uh, into what makes them a, a tough matchup? Yeah, because yeah, what part of what's going on is... So the defense is leading the league with 33 sacks. Yep. And this is... They've already had their bye in some teams. 
haven't. They still lead in the league in, in the total sack count. Green Bay, you know, in comparison, only has 17. It's like half as many. Yeah. Um, they're third in the league with nine forced fumbles. For context, Green Bay only has four. And they are 13th with seven interceptions, and Green Bay only has five. They're first overall in defense DVOA by Football Outsiders, third against the pass and ninth against the run. And they really led up, their defense is got led up front by Parsons and Dexter Lawrence. Um, and their, their defense are number one in the league in pass rush win rate per ESPN as a team. Yeah, and I mean, my biggest thing is specifically that pass rush is what I have as their tough, like what makes them a tough matchup. Overall, they're first in pass rush grade as a team from PFF. Um, according to ESPN, going into last week, so prior to their bye, the Cowboys led the league in sacks from a standard pass rush, so without a blitz, with 22. Next highest was 20. And then, man, their edge duo of Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence is really really been causing problems for teams and part of the and really what's holding together this this not holding together it's bad social words what's really making this defense so threatening uh per pff micah parsons is fifth in the league in pressures with 39 and lawrence is 23rd with 27 um parsons has eight sacks to lawrence's four per seth walder of esp uh i think of espn uh, Micah Parsons is first in the league in ESPN's pass rush win rate amongst edges. And then also amongst edges, both Parsons and Lawrence are top 10 in double team rate. So this pass rush duo is really causing teams a lot of problems. It's kind of the bedrock of what is making this defense so dangerous and what's going to cause the Packers a lot of problems, I think. So keep an eye on Bakhtiari's status because if they don't have him, Zach Tom at left tackle is going to get tested a lot. Oh yeah, I was. I've got this thing, but note of that uh, later as well. But they'll be they'll be they'll be searching him out. I think if that happens, yes. Um, and as we were talking about earlier, the the offense is good, but not elite. They're not like the defense, where the defense is you know one of the best and, and possibly by a lot of metrics the best in the league. Defense is more kind of middle in the pack a little bit. They're tenth overall in DVOA, only fifteenth um, passing offense so that's really right kind of right in the middle but their yes, run but, their run offense is really good third overall in rushing and it is so important str- to note that the caveat with all of these statistics is they did have cooper rush starting for about half of the season backup quarterback true. so and i have not a lot of those stats are skewed. game by game how they did when uh with dak versus without that's just true so that there you could probably give them a bump in their passing uh, offense yes um just keep in yeah, just important with, with with Dak in there. Yes, and important to keep in mind that Dak has been playing pretty well, but he did have that thumb injury earlier in the le- in the, early in the year, which was what caused him to miss time. So just keep that in mind with him as well. He's not listed on their injury report, but it is something that he had been battling through. Right. I mean, he had the surgery on it. Yes, as I recall, that that he missed uh, five weeks or no, what? maybe it was just the minimum. I think it was. It was. It was short. It was less. It was. It was. He came back. Was it five in the end? It was five because Cooper Rush. No, it was four. Yes, because Cooper Rush won three and then lost one, and then I think he came back. But anyway, that's what makes them kind of a difficult team in general. I think is more so their defense, though. They're a pretty, pretty decent offense with a good rushing attack and pretty good passing. But the defense is really what makes them a tough matchup. But Dad, what makes them a tough matchup specifically for the Packers? 
Right. So their run offense is the best part of their offense. So their strength in offense is our biggest weakness on defense. That's always kind of a scary combination for what's happened to the Packers defense. And the weakness of our defense has gotten even worse with the Devontae Campbell is going to be missing and Chris Barnes is going to be missing. And Gary. And so, and then the, the doubt, um, the Cowboys offensive line is top 10 in basically by DVOA and all their metrics, pass blocking, power rank, which is the ability to convert on third and fourth and short stuff percentage, second level yards, um, open field yards, all those things are it. And then their run block win rate by ESPN is sixth, but their pass block win rate by ESPN, they're bad. They're only 30, they're 32nd. They're last in the league in pass block win rate. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. And for me, I think that that running attack is the big thing. Ezekiel Elliott, like we said, is coming back this week. But even when he was missing, Tony Pollard is a problem. Do you want to talk about him a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, I he's been much he's been more explosive than um Elliott for a couple years now. And I he's kind of scary to me like so if we want to talk about how the Packers could move on, because this is moving on into how I think the Cowboys will try to exploit the Packers. Because I think, should I jump into that? Into the how the Cowboys are going to exploit the, exploit the Packers? Yeah, because talking about Pollard is sort of how the first thing I want to mention. I think they're going to, I think the Cowboys are going to run, run, run and try to recreate the uh, 2019 San Francisco playoff game against the Packers. And Pollard in the open field against our current um, linebackers sounds pretty scary to me. Yeah, tell us how Pollard's going to really challenge the Packers, because I, I actually am pretty worried about him. I'm almost even more worried about him than Zeke. Oh, by far. I mean, so right now, um, Pollard is the fourth best rated running back in the league by PFF and sixth best by Football Outsiders DVOA. You want, you want to know something crazy? I think it's almost better for the Packers that Zeke is back. I would rather face Zeke. Zeke has had very little bursts. I would rather he, face a combo of Zeke to... and Pollard than Pollard like getting 80% of the, the touches. One thing I will say is that Zeke, he still seems to be pretty effective at getting into the end zone on short yardage. And I will but say, otherwise... I've, I've been more impressed with Zeke this year than like last year or the year before, but I still think Pollard is better. Pollard, yeah. So like I said, like, um, and Pollard is like the third best rated at actually running the ball by PFF. Neither one of them has actually been all that good as pass catching this year, which I think they've done better in the past. And that may be, as you uh, mentioned before, the DAC being out for those games may have dropped their their uh, pass catching ratings down. But I'm a little worried about Pollard just running wild um, downfield on us when yeah. we're, you know, that we're really going to miss Campbell and likely Barnes. Um, I will say, though, having Nixon does improve your tackling in the secondary because with Stokes out, Keyshawn Nixon will come in in the slot and then Douglas is still on the field and Nixon's a much better tackler than Stokes. Stokes's um, run defense grades by PFF are terrible. Yeah. They're the scores in the thirties while, you know, league average is around 60 for his run defense. His his coverage grades have been okay, but his run defense has been bad. So that'll help them at least a little bit, but I mean, I'll talk a little bit about Nixon in a second, but do you want to finish up with what you think makes yes. them a tough matchup for us specifically? So other thing I think that how the Cowboys are going to try to exploit them is I think going to try as much as they could to force passing downs, then pressure Rodgers like crazy. So Parsons, as you talked about before, he's the third overall edge by PFF and the second best pass rusher 
um, as pass rusher, I think he's only behind um, Max Crosby mm. for uh, Vegas. And he can, and he lines up on either side. He goes, he can line up left or right. So if Bakhtiari can't go, I expect to see him like right over top of Tom. Yeah, as much as possible. Man, he's he's gonna run right through. As I, Tom's been playing very well, he's gonna go right through Tom. You like, know what's interesting is I was digging through. Nyman is actually now leading the league in pass block win rate from ESPN. Yeah. Wow. All right, Nyman. I see you. Yeah. I see you. He's been he's been doing really well. And I think and, we talked and doing about well this for run block win rate as well. We talked about this briefly on another show, and we weren't entirely certain of the answer. He is going to be restricted next year, so they should be able to bring him back. Yeah, pretty. And they just salary. have to give him like a second round tender or something like that. Yeah, I mean, shoot, another team might take a second round tender on a starting tackle in this league. Yeah, they might have to go. They might have to go for a first round tender. That's 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 entirely possible. Yes, but we'll talk about that going forward. Do you want to finish up with uh, your mismatches that they have, and I'll I'll hit mine. Yeah, so one thing, their their cover their cornerback coverage grade, besides Diggs, has not been all that great. He's the only one who's above average, and I think he's driven and he's kind of boomer bust. He can make the big play with a turnover, but he's also flammable um in coverage. But their safeties are better, especially Malik Hooker. Mm-hmm. Um and he's been helping, I think, with a lot of their coverage. So they're, they're And the don't main... forget that Malik Hooker was a first round pick. It's just he really could not stay on the field for the Colts. He's got a lot of talent. Yeah, he's been playing really well this year for him. Yeah, and so for me, are you done with your uh, mismatches that they have? Yeah, so how what the Cowboys, I think, will try to do. So why don't you... Yeah, so I think what they're... One thing that they should and could try to exploit is putting C.D. Lamb in the slot heavily and testing Keyshawn Nixon, um, who will be coming in to play slot, and they'll be moving Douglas outside with Stokes' injury. C.D. Lamb already lines up in the slot 58.6% of the time this year per PFF. Uh, with a season high against Philly of 71.8% of his snaps in the slot. I'm wondering if they may, might even surpass that this game, because I think there's a clear drop-off in talent from Douglas and Jair down to Keyshawn Nixon. And Nixon can essentially only play the slot. He's not good on the outside at all, and that does make the Packers' defense a lot more static, and so it'll be easier for the Cowboys to manufacture that mismatch. Additionally, I know we've said that Nixon is better in the slot, and he hasn't been that bad in the slot historically but he has struggled this year per pff he's allowed 13 catches on 17 targets for 117 yards that's nine catches per nine yards per reception sorry yeah um, that's really has not had rough. a yeah really has not had a good year i know he's a backup for a reason but i would not be surprised at all if they're like cd you're playing 80 percent of your snaps in the slot this game just go yeah, wild it's interesting you know it's an interesting point you made that i hadn't really thought about with um with the current alignment, Nixon only playing in the slot. Jair can't that drive. He can't follow him because he can't then shift it's, Nixon outside. It's not even There's an other this idea of whether Savage will go to the slot. And, and they put Abram I, back at safety? Yeah, or something or Ford. That's something we can talk about. I'll t- I want yeah, to talk about later. Maybe. I, I could see them doing that. I think that would work possibly better. But yes, with Nixon in, they cannot have Jair travel with CeeDee Lamb. It just it won't work. Because there's no yeah. way Nixon can play outside at all. He's he's a pure slot corner, and he has kind of been struggling the last few weeks. Um, okay, but the are Packers you ready to, are, you, are you ready to grasp at straws? Let's grasp at some straws. I'm a pro <laughs> straw grasper. I'm a professional. Do you want to? So start? then that that means how do we think the Packers will try to exploit the Cowboys? <laughs> Let's do it. Do you want to go first, or I can go? I can go first if you'd like. Why don't you go first? Um, I do think there's not a lot, uh, but running the ball. Uh, per PFF, Cowboys Cowboys have the 28th uh, best run defense grade right near the bottom of the pack. 
um, which is especially poor when you compare it to their first graded pass rush and third graded coverage grade, um, per, also per PFF. Um, so they're going to have to run the ball and that and hold the ball essentially and not get into obvious passing downs because I am worried about Rodgers getting smacked a lot in this game if they have to pass a lot. And they're going to have to not fall down early. They, they essentially need to keep a game script where they can run the ball. And they need yeah. to stick with the run and stay ahead of the sticks. I, I don't want to see passes. Like, if I see a pass, pass, first, second down, I don't care what the, <laughs> I don't care what the box looks like. I don't care if there's 11 guys in the box. I just don't care. Please oh, run the ball. Oh, man. Yeah, that, um, would be, that would be maddening, wouldn't it? And then I do think you can test their tackles a little bit. Um, it is tough with Gary out. But Terrence Steele is only a third-year player. He did start the season well. His first five games, he allowed just five total pressures with a pass-blocking grade per PFF of 73.14. But over the last three weeks, he's allowed seven pressures with a 43.66 PFF pass-blocking grade. So he's really fallen off after those first five weeks. I think there's something you can exploit there. He is their starting right tackle. And then their starting left tackle, Tyler Smith, he is a first-rounder, but he is a rookie. He has had a decent year so far, but... Maybe you can kind of confuse him a little bit out of there on that left side. He has not played a lot of football this year, or not not played a lot of football in his career yet. So those are kind of the two things. They really need to run the ball, and I saw that you had that as well. Do you want to touch on what you had for them running the ball? Yeah, so I also, you know, I was using different metrics than you, interesting, um, in some ways, but the Cowboys' defense is not as good against the run as against the pass. And so can we expect the Green Bay to run the ball more, please? Jones is the third-rated running back by DVOA and eighth by PFF. So really good in both. The Cowboys' defensive line against the run is also not very good. Their power rank is only 31st, which is a lot worse than Green Bay's, which is third. This is the ability to stop um, like third and fourth down and short. So maybe we can finally convert some short yardage situations. Um, And their other defensive line run stats are kind of middle of the league. Their, their defensive line is below average by PFF, as you um, were, were mentioning, especially against the run. It's supposedly worse than Green Bay's against the run. And their run-stop win rate by ESPN is 29th, which is even worse than Green Bay's at 25th, 25th. Yeah, so, like, their, their interior defensive line is not that impressive to me. And their, no, their middle they're, linebackers they're, are, are okay, but they're not that impressive to me either. When you when you look down at the ratings for like run stop uh, or run defense and people, I was like, they're almost all worse than Green Bay's individuals. And, and let's not forget that they're going to be without one of their starting linebackers in Anthony Barr. So these these right. run blocking great run sorry run blocking these run stop grades might be even worse than usual for them. Yeah, and also you mentioned I, I mentioned uh, Nyman's pass blocking. He's also been he's really good in the run. In, in He's ESPN had a nice run, year. Run block win rate for tackles. So uh, I'm hoping we're, we can run. And we'll uh, run into that right side. And keep running. Yeah, maybe we'll be running to the right side. Though I think Bakhtiari has been actually doing very well when he can play. Yeah. In both the, I think in that's some of the these, thing. like the ESPN grades, he doesn't have enough snaps Bakhtiari's to qualify had, for some of those. That's the thing. Bakhtiari's had an awesome year when he plays. Yeah. Like when he's out there, he's still him. Like, he's still yeah. Bakhtiari. Both his pass blocking and his run blocking have been very highly graded when he's been able to be out there. And it just changes the geometry of your offense when you have, like, real tackles who can just one-on-one pass block. Because being able to put five out into the, like, into the, pa- into the pattern 
not having to chip with a tight end every single play? Because if Tom plays, we can agree they're going to chip every time, right? I think they'll have to. Yeah, yeah. and because I think the number I of think times you have e- to chip. either either Lawrence or um, Parsons Micah, over him. Yeah, and but I think the, though I expect them to to have Micah go hunting for him. And it just there. changes everything because the number of times you have to chip with a tight end, you have to leave a running back in to pass protect. All of those things just make it more difficult for your offense to function and get people open and get good players right. in space because when your best players in space are your running backs and then they're re- you've got to keep them in to pass block, you're just yep. you're hampering yourself. You have one less pass catcher out there um, running a route. Exactly. But uh, one thing I was to say about for against pass catchers, their weakest coverage is against tight ends, where okay. they're 17th in the league. Come on, Bobby And Tanya. all the rest against wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, wide receiver uh, uh, receiver and running backs, they're all like 11th or better. And I think some of those are like 5th or 6th in the league. So maybe we'll see more out of Tunyon and DeGuara this game. And then their passing offense is not nearly as good as their rushing. Right now, really, the only wide receiver I think to fear is Lamb. Yeah, although and, Gallup and he, has been only back three weeks now, I think. It has not been long. But so far, this year, he's dominating the team's total air yards and targets. Yes. Um, seventh in the entire league in um, Whopper, WOPR, um, per FTNFantasy.com, which combines both a, a single metric out of air yards and targets. Mm-hmm. Basically, how I, yeah, probably Devontae led the league in that last year for the Packers. Obviously, but it's that kind of usage where – as same player just getting all the ball all the time and getting all the, you know, both the air yards and the targets. Yeah, I looked so, at this and I, I didn't write it down, but he's averaging upwards of seven, eight targets a game, I think, this year. Like, he's, it's, he's their it's whole offense. Like in, in, right. in the passing game, he's almost their whole offense. And Brown and Gallup have been very meh so far this year. Yeah, just Gallup's about, still coming back, a little though. Around, right, but True. that's, that's I true. think, what we're dealing with still. Yeah, that's fair. But they are coming off their um, bye. Could be a little fresher. Yes, this is true. Um, but what I was thinking is maybe this game, with since we only have one real threat as a wide receiver, it won't matter as much being down one of our starting what? Yeah, but, but like we but, said... But, but I wasn't thinking about the sort of construction of the defense and where people would be have to line up, uh, yeah. you, the detail that you went into about where they might be. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think they're going to put them in the slot a lot. Um but yeah, just just touching on uh, the Packers' running game. Jo- I know Jones isn't carrying an injury designation in this game. Do you think we see more Dylan than usual, though, since he did get a little dinged up last game? And I do believe that's the, a good uh, question. And the Cowboys' um, field is astroturf. Another thing to keep in mind: Cowboys' field is no. turf. It's in Green Bay. Oh, you were right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Thank goodness. It's also, it might be raining. So this might just put a damper on everything. Well, let's also keep keep in mind, (laughs) this is their first game in Green Bay since the Jets game. So they've lost three straight on the road. Yeah. Do you think, some people on ESPN were saying this, how, uh, do you think the Boo Birds come out if they start bad? Oh, that would be unfortunate. I wouldn't be surprised though. <laughs> uh, they were three and three the last time they left Green Bay, and they came back three and six. And it hasn't looked really pretty. Three games in the road on the I have lost yep, track. Commanders of in Washington, and then the Bills on the road, and then the Lions on the road. Wow! Yeah, I forgot it was three in a row after that. Yeah, this stretch is not having the bye earlier in the season. I think 
I think they thought they were going to be more competitive. I thought they were yeah, going to be a better has, team. Has turned out to be, I think, you know, a downside. And for those of you that don't know, when you play in London, you play overseas, you have the option to choose to have your bye the week after to combat those travel struggles. And the Packers chose not to. They chose to have a late bye. And it's kind of biting them in the butt right now. I think, right. At the time when they made the decision, we're going to be one of the top three or four teams in the league. And we're so going to we need that rest to, week late to charge up for the playoffs. We want to plan our schedule with playoffs. that mindset where they're preparing for the stretch run instead of we're going to be a borderline playoff team fighting for our lives. And that injured, might be a completely, injured to hell and back. Might be a completely different plan if you knew that going in. Yeah, I think if you had told them that they would be, the what was it, three and two after that Giants game? They, I think they might have taken their bye. Actually, honestly, if you told them they were 3-2, and two, they probably thought that they lost to the Vikings and, the, and Tampa, and they weren't going to lose another three. The yeah, thing is, I, a week six I think you'd bye... Have to, I think you'd have to tell them, if you knew you are going to lose three to the straight Jets, games. And the, even just the Jets and the Commanders. Yeah, I mean, it's been then a really say, rough Then you'd say, oh, yeah, we would have taken the bye with those Did two Did you see what too. Rasul Douglas said, though? We suck because we suck. Yeah, so if you guys didn't see, they were asking him if like all the travel, all the having to play on the road, going from London back to Green Bay, over to Washington, and then over to Buffalo, back over to um, Detroit, and bouncing around that much and all that travel was part of what caused the team to struggle and all the injuries. And he essentially shut that down and said, we suck because we suck. We are doing the same thing every week, and guys just aren't executing out there. And I appreciated the candor. Well, I yeah, appreciated was, his he was, honesty. He, he, he was blunt. Yeah, yeah, he was pulling up, pulling up punches, not making any excuses. Yes. And, man. So do you want to move on to uh, what we want to see from the Packers in this game? Sure. Okay, you want to start us off? I'll start off. So I'm looking to see more Deguara. I'd like to see a little bit more Deguara in this game for one of the things. Because uh, I think, you know, I'd have to go through this on a play-by-play. But the run plays seem more successful with his lead blocking. Yes, especially if they're going to lean on the run, I want to see more Deguara as well. But would you agree he has almost no juice in the passing game? I thought he had more juice than that. He can't turn. I would say whether or not he has any juice with the ball in his hands depends on how he gets the ball. You remember his 60-yard touchdown last year? He but has to already some... be. He has to already be in motion. He has to be facing going forward. Field. He has to be. He he, he does not turn. have the agility to like turn and 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 accelerate. He yeah. has. If he gets the ball in motion, he can get up ahead of steam, break some tackles, and show a little bit of elusiveness. However, if he catches the ball facing the line of scrimmage, it's not. It's not going anywhere. Meaning facing the line of scrimmage if he's past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, he's just he, he's. I do want to see more of him though, because I think he's been crucial to when they've had success running the ball. Um, yeah, it is tough that they took. Well, I'm not going to worry about that now. Do yeah. you want to go on? Let's forget all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. Um, then another thing I think is going to be critical are Preston and Enigbare setting the edge against the run. It'll be critical to have I think any chance in this game. Preston's been doing a pretty good job of it. And um, Anigbare has been improving and showing some good things and getting some pressure, but he's gonna gonna really need him to hold up in the run game, and so we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, and do you think the third guy is gonna be Garvin? Um, I guess they activated. Um, did they activate Nalei yet? I think he's in his window, but I don't know if he's fully activated yet. Okay. 
I think it's most likely going to be Garvin. The other the other possibility would be Tifa coming in if he's if he's activated by by the game and ready to go. They might ele- end up elevating Kobe Jones. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe, uh, yeah. I just it's going to be tough slim. because the that third guy there's like there's a drop off. There was a drop off already from Gary and Preston down to Enigvari, but now it's a freaking cliff. It, it's like even the next it's an guy even bigger is, drop off. Like Garvin has been bad. I would say. I think it's fair to say. Um, Nalia has been hurt, so we don't even know. Uh, they had Hamilton in for a game, and he was okay. Uh, they've elevated Kobe Jones once, but he hardly played. He mostly played on special teams. Slim Pickens. Pickens are slim. Um, and did you have anything more you wanted to talk about? I had a couple about? more. What, so what I'd like to see, besides just what I think we would have to get... To even have a to, chance. To have a chance. Thinking about the bigger picture, I'd like to see more play for the youth. That's more time for the younger D-line, like Wyatt and Slayton. And I think that also is going to give us a better chance to win because both of those guys are playing better than than Lowry and Reed. Reed. There's no reason not to play Wyatt. There's no reason. You can't tell me a reason. He doesn't have very many snaps, but he's looking good when he's in there, both against the run and the pass. It's mystifying. Mystifying to me how he can't get on the field. Are his, like practices look that terrible why why is he sucking wind every single like can he not physically stay on the field if so what are we doing um going and like it's just it'd be one thing if like oh you know the other guys are helping us like more in the run game and he's more of like a pure pass rusher at this point but we're getting ran all over like these guys aren't lowry and reed are not doing anything positive for you give the young guys a chance yep I, i don't know and then, uh, and also on the same thing, I want to see more from the young wide receivers. Fewer snaps for Watkins, more for Watson and Toure. Yep. And that those so are all your... They're, uh, they're not going to have that many wide receivers to choose from. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have... Toure, Lazard, can't, can't, Watkins. Can't play. You've got Watkins, Lazard, Toure, Watson. Watson. That's it. They're almost right? certainly going to elevate Winfrey. Right. So they're going to have to elevate somebody. Yeah. I mean... they don't have... Here's my enough. other question: With Amari out and Dobbs out, who is returning punts? Is it Nixon? They Maybe. say that they don't like him at punt returner though, because they say catching punts and kicks is an entirely different thing. Should they just have nobody back there at all <laughs> and just go for the block and let the ball and land? Let, let the chips lie where they may. Let the ball land wherever it happens to fall. I mean, who? Like seriously though, who else do you think? Maybe Nixon, maybe Levitt. I, I, oh, who? they had Levitt do some kick returning, didn't they, in the preseason? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, who who would you even Hill? put back there? Maybe Kyle Kylan, Hill? but do you really want to put him back there two games in? He's only he's only his second game back. I don't know what they're going to do at punt return, but I would not be surprised to see some punt return issues this weekend. I know. Well, what about uh, hey, if elevate, Amari? Elevate. Elevate Tyler Goodson? Maybe. If Amari's their best option, though, that should tell you something about their other options. This is true. Um, For me, uh, what I want to see is I want to see more of a run-heavy offense. I want to see more carries in the neutral game script. I want to see them try and keep it close so that they can run the ball. And, you know, even if they're down, screw it. Run the ball. I don't really care. Um, They're really going to need Kenny and Preston to step up also. Kenny specifically, I feel like we haven't really talked about it much. But he's been pretty disappointing to me this year. 
Um, since like week three or week four, I don't think he's had much of an impact at all. And I know it's probably more just he's getting doubled a lot because those other guys, Reed and um, Lowry, are not pl- pulling their weight. But you really need him to to make the plays when he has one guy on him. And I feel like he hasn't really been as much of a playmaker this year as he has been in past years. And for them to stop the run this weekend, I mean, he's going to have to have the game of his life, especially yeah. with his, no linebacker he, help behind him. And his run D grades by PFF are actually poor this year. Maybe some of the, maybe the worst of his career. His pass rush um, PFF grade is still pretty good. But you do, I do feel like the beginning of the year, we saw him a lot making plays in the backfield. And that seems like it's not just, yeah. it's just not uh, showing up on, on tape so much. Yeah. And, so I really need we really need Kenny to play better and play like the dominant nose tackle that he is that we know he can be. Um, then I'm going to need Quay Walker to look better. I know it's a lot on his shoulders, having to wear the green dot, having to call the plays, having to be the main middle linebacker, being a rookie. But that's why you drafted him. That's why he got drafted in the first round. That's why you he, were a he, first round pick. He needs to play like first rounder this this week and be making stops. Fill I just the, fill I the was gaps. Just, Wrapping hate people to, up, bring them to the ground. I would just hate to look back because if this continues on this trend, you spend a first on Quay, you spend a first on a 24-year-old Devontae Wyatt who you can't get on the field, you spent two seconds on Christian Watson who can't stay on the field, and even when he is on the field, is not much of a factor. Like, is that some of the worst early picks in Goot's tenure if that doesn't work out? So we went into the draft with five picks in the first two days. And it's one of them. Wyatt. It's just to say it's Walker, Wyatt, Watson, and Sean Ryan, who is the missing man. Two picks for Watson and Ryan, who is never active. I guess he was active last week. And I wouldn't, dear listener, I would not blame you if you have no idea who Sean Ryan is. He is a guard (laughs) out of UCLA, and he hasn't played a snap. Not one. This whole year. Has he not been in on a special teams play? Hasn't played an offensive snap. Are you happy? <laughs> you happy? Let's see. Sean Ryan, Sean Ryan. Let's see. Anyway, while you look, I'll, I'll fill time. But I do think that if so far the early returns on this draft class are very bad. Very, very bad. I And I, I, I do ah. think that the only thing saving it is that the two fourth-round picks are elite, it looks like. And the fifth-round pick looks very good as well. The day three looks... If you took all the day three guys on first round, I might be like, okay, I see what you were thinking. swapped, like, you know, fourth round with third round, it would look pretty good. It would look great. Yeah, so according to PFF, Sean Ryan has one special team snap on a a kick attempt. (sighs) My goodness. Like... I don't. He's been inactive all but one game. I think. I think he's only been active been active for one one game. But anyway, those are kind of. We don't need to revisit this draft class too much. Those are kind of the things that I'm looking for. Need Kenny to step up. Need them to run the ball. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, Dad, do you want to move on to our uh, players to watch? Sure. Um, mine is uh, start with uh, Metchamari Enigbare. A lot of the burden is going to follow him out for the rest of the year. Can he generate pressure and hold the edge? Um, and then my my second is Savage. Do they pl- do they start working him in as a, as a slot corner now? Um, they've talked about about it. Could he maybe it would improve the defense overall if Ford 
or somebody who can play better run D is at safety than Savage. Of course, you know, having a slot corner who can't tackle isn't the best thing either. Yeah. And one thing is interesting, so not a player to watch, but our sixth best pass block win rate versus their number one ranked pass rush win rate. How is that going to how is that going to play out? Yeah. And then my players to watch are Enigbare uh, as well. A um, lot on his shoulders, but he's looked really good at times this year um, as a part-time pass rusher. And yeah. I know it's going to be harder when the defense is focusing more on you uh, and you don't have Gary out there. But I have, but a lot of times he's out there without Gary anyway. That's and true, he could have had another sack. He could have had another sack last week. That's true. Negated by penalty. But they are they're going to need a, a decent amount from him for the rest of the year, in fact. And then uh, Kenny was the other one. Uh, they're going to need him to play better, like we already talked about. Don't need to touch much more on that. And then Jonathan Abram, the new guy. I want to see if the idea for him is linebacker. I think that's actually mm-hmm. the move, is big guy who can hit, um, not much of a coverage guy. Do they get him some sub-package looks at linebacker? Because I don't know what happened, but McDuffie played like five snaps, and they said no more. They said we can't do this anymore, so they put Barnes in, and then Barnes got hurt. And then I think they played some Eric Wilson. So I don't know what McDuffie did wrong, but he uh, he's not for sure going to get a lot of snaps. It's not guaranteed. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, well, I guess we'll see. I think they might just think he's too small. He's not very big. And Quay's not huge. He's very lengthy, but he's not, like, very heavy. McDuffie is 227. That's a, that's a pretty small Quay linebacker. I like 240. Yeah, but his frame is small. Um. But anyway, those are the ones I want to watch. Um, any thoughts on those? I, I would see. I think Abram at linebacker has some some potential. But the thing is, yeah, as hard of like, a hitter, if they ever do like to dime like a dimebacker again. But as hard of a hitter he is, he's actually not that good at tackler. Like his tackling grades are pretty meh, I believe. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, good. I know he'll fit right in. Exactly. <laughs> Opposite, maybe opposite day strikes. Who knows? But anyway, Dad, do you want to kind of wrap this up with our uh, score prediction? Yeah, so I'm still thinking it's not going to be that high scoring of a game um, because of pace of play in a lot of you know, that the Packers use. But I I just don't think this is going to be the Packers week again. So I'm picking against them. I hate to yeah. do it. But I have uh, 21-10 Dallas over Green Bay. Yeah, and I'm almost even more pessimistic than you. I have uh, 24-7. Dallas over Green Bay. Um, they're they're just a better team than us, especially with all of our injuries. And it would take a pretty Herculean effort, I think, by Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and Dak just completely throwing the ball away two or three times yeah, for us to I win. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we need a couple interceptions and not turn it over ourselves. A couple turnovers and not to, to uh, win this game, I think. It is, that's we just... must lead the league in picks and then thrown picks, picks on the very oh, next possession. Oh, immediately returned ball. Oh, yeah. here, I think you... Excuse me, sir, I think you lost this. Have you ever seen that um, that uh, SpongeBob meme? The uh, that's, tell, that's yours. Hey, that's mine. All right, now really let him have it. You can have it. That's, that's the Packers' <laughs> offense right now whenever the defense gives them a turnover. I feel like it's a 50-50 proposition as to they're going to give the ball back. But anyway, Dad, any last thoughts for our good listeners before we wrap things up? I think that's it. I think uh, I hope we can move the ball and score a couple touchdowns. Unlike last week where he moved the ball but couldn't score couldn't touchdowns, score touchdowns. Had the chance. I mean, so we just have to be more efficient. And we're still I playing. Would, so yeah. 
There's still well, hope is still there. We'll see. Any given Sunday, three and six, maybe hopefully four and six, but we'll be here with the post game after that game on Sunday. Can't wait to talk to you about it. Hopefully after a Packers win, but we'll, we'll be here even if there is Packers loss. Please come follow us on Twitter at Father Son Packer for all the latest new Packers news, notes, and articles. Come give us a subscription. Uh, come subscribe to us on YouTube, rather. Father Son Packers podcast would really boost our numbers, and we'd really appreciate it. But anyway, until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.